You are listening to the Estheticians Are More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 92. Welcome to the Estheticians Are More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back. Happy Friday. Thank you for being here. I am currently sick. I have COVID. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know that. I actually have enough energy just to edit and talk through the podcast today. Um, I'm really grateful for that. I really am. I was I was thinking that this episode was going to have to be delayed a few days, but we're here. And it's such a great episode. It's an interview with one of my favorite people and my favorite estheticians. Um, it's so heartwarming and so inspirational. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it in one second because I first want to tell you about my free workshop next week. If you're listening to this live time next week, a week from today on Friday, January 6th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It was originally supposed to be on Monday, but I pushed it back since I've, I got COVID and I wanted to, I want to be present for you and have the energy to really be your coach for that hour and teach you and not just kind of still be sick. Um, and so the, what we're going to talk about is how to make hundred K in 2023. I'm going to give you the formula and and show you how simple it is to actually do 100K, working less than 20 hours a week on clients. And the most important part of that, like the formula is one thing. It's like, okay, I get it. I get the math. Um, But the other part of that is the coaching is that like, okay, now you have all these doubts in your mind about why 100K is not possible for you. It's actually something that I talk about with Sophie, um, who I am interviewing today about. So if you want to make 100K, sign up the link in my show notes. If you can't make the call, still sign up because you'll get a a recording of the call that you can watch and learn. And if you want to be coached, I want to coach you. I want to talk to you about your business and I, um, I want to see how many people we can do 100K in 2023. A lot of um, people in my world have done 100k again this year and I just want to let's do more right so if that's a goal for you I want to help you get there sign up to the link in the show notes okay so today's episode she's she's a sweetheart of our community she's like such a beloved loved esthetician I'm talking about Sophie Rivas she owns Beauty and Sophistication in Lubbock, Texas. She's 23 years old, licensed esthetician, certified acne specialist, and DMK skin revision therapist. She graduated from esthetician school in 2019. She lives in a small West Texas town and grew up there in Lubbock, Texas. When she's not in the treatment room with clients, she's relaxing with her family and boyfriend watching a show or movie. She loves all things horror and Halloween, loves meeting new people and making new friends. Another reason that she loves the industry is all the friends she's made, and she loves art and likes to draw all the time. Today, Sophie actually shares a couple of things I think that 
no matter where stage of business you're in will be really helpful for you. She shares about how she went from having no clients to being booked out eight weeks in advance. And it wasn't like a crazy (laughs) advertising campaign or anything like that. It was actually really simple how she did it. Um, Something that I think most people kind of overlook. She talks about that. She talks about how she was in a car accident this time last year and um, how it affected her business and what she learned from it, which I think also was really impactful because a lot of people have things happen in their personal life and it affects their business. And it's important to like know that, right? She talks about how she did over 100K in 2022 and how excited um, we both were for that because I knew that was going to happen for her this year and how, you know, what, what, what kind of it took from her mentally to do that, which again, if you want to do 100K, it's a really great inspiration. And uh, Sophie just really talks about her love of helping people. And you can really feel that in this episode. And I really truly believe that's what she focuses on every day. And that is why she's had the success that she's had. So grab a cup of tea, sit down in a cozy chair, or maybe you're on your drive to and from work and enjoy listening to Sophie Rivas, my dear friend. And um, have a happy, happy new year. I'll talk to you next year. Bye. So hi, Sophie. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the podcast. I am really, really excited to have you here. I knew this time last year that you're going to be on my podcast this year. And I'm so happy to have you finally. Thank you for having me and gosh, guiding me so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's crazy. I, um, for the listener, Sophie was a client of mine, but it's also just been a friend of mine for years, a few years now we've been into this world. Um, so if you don't know a lot about Sophie, you, you will learn about her today. So let's start. I know a lot of the answers to these questions since I know you so well, but let's start at the beginning. Like when did you do anything before being an esthetician or was it right out of high school? Like what did you do out of high school? So <clears throat> I actually did not know what an esthetician was um, until about six months before I decided to go to school for it. Um, Right after school, I really struggled with um, going to school because I thought that's what I needed to do. I wanted, I'm a very artistic person, so I was like, oh, I'm going to go for art. Well, I did that for a year, but I just feel like I wasn't being fulfilled. Um, And I've always been really intrigued by the beauty industry, not necessarily hair, but like makeup and stuff like that so I took it upon myself to kind of uh after my first year of of college like regular college I um I my my mom actually was the one that was like oh hey so I know that you're not really enjoying school what about esthetician school and I was like what the heck is that (laughs) I was like what is that word I don't know who that is she was like oh the people you know that wax your eyebrows and do stuff like that and facials and I so blown away I was like that's what that's called I had no idea what that was I didn't realize you can get a license for it and so my mom was my mom suggested I go get a license um to do makeup well in that journey of me going to school I kind of fell out of love for the love of makeup I really um got into well I actually didn't know that you could have results with skincare until I was almost halfway through school and that really intrigued me so then after school I really took it upon myself to 
um, kind of dig deeper into that side before. So, yeah, but it was not something that I had planned after high school. I had no idea what an esthetician was. So, <laughs> so I didn't know you were interested in art. So what kind of art were you interested in? Do you still do art or tell me about that? I didn't know that about you. Um, yeah, so I do really enjoy art. I do appreciate it. I have not done art in probably about a year, um, okay. but I will do commissions and stuff for my friends if I really need to, or as like a present or something, if I want it to be a little bit more personable. Um, uh, my painting was, was my medium was painting. And okay. so I had a lot of painting acrylics, um, a lot of charcoal drawings, just very drawings. Um, I did a lot of more like realistic stuff. So oh, how fun. I did not know that about you. Yes. <laughs> I did really enjoy it. I don't necessarily not enjoy it, but that's just not my focal thing right now. So. What you're focusing on. Yeah. yeah. And then, okay. So then you, you were also interested in makeup like me. And then what made you not like, I know for me, I, it was the mess of makeup and then like having to go to people's, like, I hated like having to take my stuff and go places and not just have right. like one central mm-hmm location for makeup so what was it that was like kind of turned you off for makeup so I guess mine was when I started doing it it got really competitive and it Ah. was all about it was all about the freelance makeup um and I had talked to some people and some people were really encouraging about it people weren't really discouraging about it just because it had gotten so popular um and that's why I went and got my license my mom was like well that will like have you stand out from just freelance stuff but um yeah, I mean, it was just something that I didn't practice as much, and I felt like I was okay at it and could get better at it, but I don't know. There's just something in me that was like, well, this is just, like, not what you're going to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because the makeup's also connected to, like, the artistic side of you. Right, exactly. Um, I, I was actually truly into more special effects makeup than, like, traditional mm-hmm. makeup, so I was, I mean, I think that another daydream of mine if I didn't do didn't do this you know or what this didn't exist I'd probably be it like I'd yes. probably be Hollywood and do all that stuff so. yeah yeah because that definitely is more the art the more art round and so then yes. in school you started realizing that you could get um results with skincare tell me more about that so um my schooling was all right you know I, I think every every esthetician kind of says that it was all right you kind of go there and you know, learn about state board and stuff like that um but halfway through, I was like, Mike, do I want to do eyelash extensions? Do I want to do waxing? Do I want to do facials? Like, I don't know. Um, well, that's kind of where Instagram came in. I mean, social media has come so far in the last, gosh, like three, four years since I've been an esthetician. So um, I remember seeing just some of the, some estheticians post about, oh my gosh, like, well, I did this. I got these results, you know, with just skincare and facials. And I was like what like this is a thing I thought we had to go to dermatologist I thought we had to go get laser done I thought crazy stuff had to happen I really wasn't ever like oh my gosh I could do that and help people and help myself and um all that stuff and I think really Instagram kind of kicked it off and then um I first became an esthetician everyone made all these other estheticians that were a little more popular at the time would make these little pods and we would talk about things and I learned so much from them and I was like wow you can I can do this. Like, it's not just like fluffy facials. I, I was just very shocked. That's kind of what threw me into it. So I would just start really being interested for and facials at school and stuff like that. So. Okay. And then when you graduated, got your license, tell me about that. Did you, I mean, I know, I know the story, but I guess tell, tell the listeners about that. So like, right. did you get a job? What was that? What did right. that look like? <laughs> 
So um, it took me about six months to get a job. I um, practiced on like family and friends with like eyelash extensions. Um, I got a little small certification um, from a local artist here um, in my town. And I did that off and on from my parents' house and was just kind of like practicing and not sharing, still kind of looking for jobs, made a resume. I went everywhere, like literally everywhere in town and put my resume in. I knew that I didn't want to do waxing. I was being a little stubborn about that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do waxing. Like, I just, I don't know. It just freaks me. It just freaked me out a lot. And so um, I went to like every single med spa, even tried to ask for mentorships and stuff like that. But for about six months, I didn't find anything. Um, and then for my stepdad, he gets massages at this place. And she he, she knew the owner, the massage therapist knew the owner. So I was under someone for a little bit as an apprentice, but that was very short-lived as well. I still feel like I was a sponge at that point. So I was trying to um, really try to learn everything and really still truly understand the science behind skincare because it was so complex and it really did scare me to just go off and do chemical peels on people and stuff like that and so um I got a little bit of help from her but then I, she was like okay well you ready to go on your own I, like, <laughs> I am like I didn't realize I didn't think I was um but yeah I mean it took a long time I would say I mean almost a full I mean I would say like nine ten months before I was actually doing you know skincare um but even then it was very slow at the beginning because I would do mostly eyelash extensions as well at that point and I was booth reading and I was just like this is a lot but anyway so so you were booth reading under the the own, owner of the massage place yes 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 because okay. after a few months like it, I think it was like three or four months potentially she was like okay ready you're ready to go and I was like I, I am like, I still feel like I had a lot of education missing. I think that yeah. I had the very basics down, but after that, I was, so I, w- I would say I officially started booth running in like January of 2020. So, okay. So then you, how did you get clients? So she gave me like two or three clients. Honestly, I had one that has, still comes to me and she's great. I love her so much. She is the best. She's like my original, original client. Um, and where I just per- really just do anti-aging on her, but um, that was very hard for me because right when I started, I did try to market myself and try to get my family involved to help me like spread the word because in my town, word of mouth is like the biggest thing. I think that's honestly where a lot of things are still today, um, but word of mouth was my biggest thing. I did util- utilize social media, but about, you know, pandemic happened two months after, um, <laughs> you know, I, op- I opened uh, my business uh, and so during like that time I did so much just like research about how to promote myself. I took a little bitty course with one of these estheticians a long time ago that was like about promoting yourself and building your business and then um, that's when I came across face reality and then I kind of just really got really interested in acne at that point point. Um, and so then I just started exploding everything all the social media like look you can do this with products and it was really social media and word of mouth honestly to answer your question (laughs) okay so word of mouth and social media and so then so you said you started booth renting in january 2020 and then when did you get face reality certified um so we didn't open up until like the end of may in texas okay so i don't think that i got it until 
I mean, I started, I started the course. Okay. So I started the course in June, but I was really nervous about it because I was like, uh, and again, we talked, we talked about this when we, uh, I first started with you about I'm going to fail. I'm not going to do good. This is going to be horrible. You know, yeah, yeah. defeating um, things. Uh, but I, I think it was August or September that I officially got my certification. Okay. But I did do a lot of like, I would keep going through the training a lot between June and September. So I really wanted to understand it before yeah. taking like the test. And I guess I didn't realize at the time I could keep like look back over the information, but I really wanted to like know it. Yeah. So, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> and then, okay. So then you got certified and then you started working on acne and how was, how did that go? Was it like quick? Did you start getting acne clients? Was it kind of slow? Was it like you had quick times and then slow, you know, or busy times and then slow times. Like, tell us about that. Right. So, um, it was slow at the beginning, um, for a first, like two, I would say three months because in that three months was like when I was working on acne clients. So I got like three people at the time. And by the third month I'd cleared someone and I was like blown away by what just happened. You know, uh, you look at the before and afters and I was, I was completely blown away myself and my client was, and she had been struggled for acne for gosh for like entire life and it felt just so good to help her because I was just so excited for her because I knew that how much it meant to her because she was getting married that next year anyway so I would say about three months until I kind of got the word around that I could I could do this you know um I was the first um facial acne specialist in my town um and so I thought I think that did help as well and then are there more acne specialists now now um a few more yes okay, um, more, yeah yes my employee including one um and then um this other business has a few I think two or three girls that I know of um that's on the website I know that some people don't put their um location on the yeah. website but I think most of them do um so right now only me and like another little business that I know of so so you had the one before and after and then you then what happened? Were you just posting it on social media? Was it word of mouth? Were you just telling everybody? How did that turn from three clients to more? So um, I did, I think I did a pretty okay time marketing myself just because I tried to turn in almost every conversation I had into a thing about my business. So I was very proud of it at the time. And as I feel like every business owner should be, even if you, you know, because we always start somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was the most insane thing in the entire world that I could help clear someone's acne without medications, without heavy chemical fuels, without, you know, Accutane. And I thought that was the only route, you know? Um, so I would just continue to talk about it. I mean, it got shared a lot over social media for a long time, like in my little, we have like little town groups, I would guess you would say. Um, uh, and I feel like for a while I was like being very talked about just because of acne. I mean, that's something that 85% of the population struggles with. And so it was just so interesting. It was so crazy at the time. I was like, sto- I was stoked. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would just try to turn every conversation into an acne conversation or people would ask me what I do. And that's kind of how I got into it. Um, but posting on social media definitely helped. And oddly enough, Facebook, Facebook was a big one for me um, mm-hmm. just because my town is a little bit more like small 
I'm like old school in that way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they so. like Facebook. Yes. But I love that you say that because I think that's something that a lot of new, especially new acne specialists I know from working with a bunch of them is like, they don't tell people that they do acne and yet they expect people to know they do acne. It's just like, they never want to talk about it because they're afraid if they talk about it, then like, they're going to actually have to do it. And then they, if they do it, they may fail. So this, they're kind of like, they're not going to say anything. And then they're right. so disappointed that nobody knows they do acne. And no one's booking with them. They're like, no one's booking with me. I'm like, because no one knows you do acne. You have right. to talk about it to everybody. Right. And another thing too, I think that helped me a lot was I'm trying my best and my hardest to find the results for you and for your skin. And I will literally spend time outside of work researching if I really cannot find the answer. And I tr- if I truly cannot find the answer, I will try to refer you out if it's gotten really bad, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to also remind yourself as, as a professional and an acne specialist that you know more than the average person. Like, you know, more, way more than the average person that just has acne. Do you know what I'm saying? Unless, yeah. you know, they took the time to look up every single thing about acne and stuff like that. Um I think that's kind of what kept me going was I know more about acne than the person that is struggling with it most of the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and my main goal was to help people. And so that, I think I was just like, I want to help as many people as I can and try my hardest, you know? Um, another thing too, was like it, a lot of it was on them as well, because, you know, you have the 80% to 20% of what we do. So. Yeah, exactly. So how did you tell your acne clients that 80% of what the responsibility was theirs or how do you do that um so I mean an initial you know consultation and visit I mean I'm very upfront like this is a team teamwork type of situation um that I can't hold their hand the whole time I wish I could you know wash their face every day and make sure they do it every day um but I'm pretty stern about it um just because it is very serious and I want them to take it seriously um and I guess the way I try to explain it too is would you rather it get worse and then get better and we're actually doing something to help whereas you've struggled for this acne for multiple years most of the time so it's like would you rather you know struggle with this for many more years or just like this certain time period of your life I like that Um, you know I mean it's just if you if you think about it in like the long run like they've struggled with acne for this many years but like why can't we just have this little space of time where we are actually working on it and trying to do what's better for your skin. Mm-hmm. And then like years later, you don't have to worry about it, you know? Right. So. right. so, okay. So then you started talking to everybody about it and your book started to fill. And at what point did you start to be consistently fully booked? Um, I would say, so I got my face reality um, certification in September. So I would say the spring of 21. So I would okay. say March, 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 March or April of That's six one. months later. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would, I would say, um, I got really, I still, I think around December is when it got even better. And then it just kind of went up from there. Cause everyone was like, Oh my God, I want, I want this to be, I want this, you know? Um, and so about, about then was when it was, it got really big. And then I was just booked out for like, eight to 12 weeks. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So then what, so, so you're now you're booked out and then what did you decide to do with your business? I know you, um, when I got really booked. Yeah. You hired. um, So, so before that I did stop taking clients for a a hot minute. Um, and then I tried to squeeze people in, but then, I mean, it was a few, it was probably six months later after that, eight months later, I decided I wanted to hire someone. Okay. 
um, just because I was so busy and I wanted to help get, you know, I wish I was like, I always thought, I wish there was like two of me or three of me, you know, to help other people just because I didn't have the time of my day. I didn't want, I did start to get burned out. That's another reason why I came to you, you know, that's when I wanted to hire someone else. So, okay. So, so, um, oh, sorry. Yes. Good. No, I was going to say, tell us about that process. Like, tell us Um, how you found your employee and how long you trained her and all the things. Right. So I, so hiring your employee was very tricky for me just because I didn't really know much about it. I'd only been an employee under someone for a very like short amount of time in my own life. Um, I didn't, you know, at 19, I was on my own doing my thing. And so I wasn't really under someone for a long time. So I kind of, you know, posted on social media, hey, I'm like looking for an employee. Well, I had some girls reach out to me and talk to them. And some of them was like, oh, I'm more interested in like eyelashes. And eh, well, I'm not, I don't offer that, you know. Um, but my employee actually reached out to me as um, the one I have now reached out to me. And she was like, I, way before, so way before actually I started hiring, she reached out to me and she was like, I want to do what you, what you do. I want to, I want to help people with acne. I struggled with acne my whole life. I did do Accutane. It did help me, but I still do have acne now, but I wanted to help people. Like I want to do this. Um, and so she, she, I definitely inspired her to go to school. Um, I told her, you know, the real life story about school. Um, you're not going to learn everything at school, obviously. It's all about what you do after. So I talked to her about in November, December, about hiring her and we were about to get going with the process. Well, then I got in my car wreck um, and I was out for, you know, six weeks. <laughs> I know, <laughs> that was super fun. Um, then I broke my wrist, uh, or fractured my wrist, not, not broke, fractured, still, same thing. Um, and then, so I had to hold off hiring her until like the middle of February, just because I had to push all my clients, you know, back. <laughs> So that's why it took so long. So I didn't hire her until February. I forgot about your car accident, Sophie. I'm reliving it in my head. I know. I know. Uh, Crazy. It's literally going to be a year in like two weeks since I got there. Yeah. So for the listener, you got, you got in a car accident and you fractured your wrist. You couldn't work. No, (laughs) (laughs) it was a, um, a big, crazy turn in my life professionally and you know, personally. So, yeah, I mean, I think about like, I remember being really heartbroken for you because it felt like from, from, from working with you as a, you know, in a, in a professional relationship, but also just as your friend, I had seen you kind of, you know, grow your business and then you kind of were getting a little bit burnt out. And we worked on that. You, you'd really overcome that and had like a new energy for your business. Right. And like, you're going to be going to hire, you had all these different ideas of what you were going to do. And then it kind of just like, crashed yeah or like just froze you know there was nothing you could do you were completely out of control right and that was really hard for me because it was I think two weeks before a week or two before Christmas yeah you know how busy Christmas is for professionals so I remember sitting there and I was like I'm at the height of my career and I have to stop everything for as long as it's going to take to heal and it was just the most heartbreaking thing to me you know and yes. I had to get any, I didn't have a car because my car was totaled and yes. stuff like that and so um that whole stuff I'm still dealing with by the way like I'm not it's not over legally wise so <laughs> but it's pretty, it's pretty much yes yeah I mean it's pretty much over 
but it was just crazy. I mean, I mean, and, and then didn't you get COVID at one point too? Oh so yeah. Like so, so I was sick. like, I was like almost out of the woods. Yeah. And then I got COVID and I was really sick. And you were so sick. You weren't just like kind of mildly sick. You were so sick. No, I was sick for like an entire week until I started to feel better. And I was, I literally had sent an email out. I'm coming back in three days. I just got the release form. You know, I have to get my whole life together. Oh, um, and then on top of that. Oh yeah. So I just forget about this. So starting January, you know, um, that's kind of when leases go up December uh-huh. and then you start. Well, well, so in that span of time, we had to move rooms to my new room, which was the same building, which was easy, but not easy because I had one arm, <laughs> I couldn't lift anything. So in that whole span of time between me breaking my arm, getting COVID, and then having to shuffle my business back to where it was, I had to move my entire esthetician room to another room. I didn't know about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did kind of forget about that. It was crazy. Holy moly. Okay. So what did you learn from that experience? Cause I think if like someone's listening to your story, they're like, Sophie, pretty easy. Like she graduated school, kind of learned a little bit, like opened up her own little spit, you know, rent, you, you know, then she just had a couple clients and it just kind of blew up because everyone loved it. But then this like horrible. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, not to say not to put down the struggles you had before that, right, but from yeah. like an outsider's perspective, it's it pretty good. You know, right, it's pretty, yeah. pretty smooth daily. I'm definitely you challenges. Yes, I'm definitely grateful for my journey and how it's not been super crazy. You yeah. Know, until then. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what I learned most from it was to, I mean, take a step back, like calm down. Like you, you, this is your only life you have. Like it is yeah. okay to step back from things for a little bit I think I've learned that even working with you like it is okay not to be fully crazy invested doing research every single day after work doing your working on your business 24 7 so it definitely kind of forced me to calm down because I do think right before that my body was kind of telling me that you're overworking Mm -hmm. my back was in like excruciating pain like every single day and my neck and I just was super like unhappy like like health was you know and I didn't think it was affected didn't realize how much it was affecting my mental health at the time too yeah and so getting in that breath definitely affected my mental health in a different way but also positively as I was like resting it kind of forcibly made me rest which I think I needed to and didn't realize I needed to because I was going to work literally up until the holiday and then take a day off and then continue to work so it kind of made me think like okay you need to take a step back like I do love this job and I do love this career and everything that comes with it, but I'm also human at the end of the day. And I think that really reminded me I'm a, I'm, I'm a human being. Yeah. I can give myself some grace sometimes, you know, yeah. so. take time off. Right. Exactly. And don't feel guilty for taking time off. Yeah. I mean, so you, you didn't see any clients. I'm sorry. I'm assuming you sold products. You didn't see any clients for six plus weeks. Did you lose a lot of clients during that time? So actually, yes, I did. I did. How many people I, do you think you lost? Um, I would say like 10, maybe if I could okay. do it. It wasn't too bad, but it was enough to be like, whoa, like I lost a few clients and then getting everyone, you know, after they had Christmas break, you know, the same time that I was like broken pretty much. And then some, and so then it was having to put everyone everywhere without overworking my hand. Cause you know, I had to do like rehab stuff and like work with my hand but not overdo it um just because I didn't want to cause more damage to my body Mm -hmm. so it was also difficult to 
move everyone where they needed to go without overdoing it. So, so you, so you started working, you about 10 people, they just stopped coming to you or they went somewhere else. And then, and then, so how many people did you like, were your books semi full or how was that from like a financial standpoint for you? Um, I mean, I think if I can remember, right. I mean, I remember having to book people out three weeks when I rescheduled everyone like three or four weeks, but I didn't have that many people to book that far out. I had to space it out because I, um, couldn't overwork myself. If that Got it. Um, from a financial part standpoint, I'm was very grateful at the time. Um, and I, throughout my whole journey, I love my parents save money. So I didn't have to worry about as much when it had to come to, you know, living situation um, yeah. for my business. It was definitely hard because I, mean, I luckily had savings and stuff, but it was hard because I wasn't getting that income as fast as I was. And it was, you know, a six week lull of like not working and I had to pay booth rent. I had to pay, cause I had to pay booth rent for December. Then I wasn't half there for half of it. I had to pay all of January and I wasn't there at all. Um, you know, and then I had to pay for February and I was only there for half a month as well. Wow. So it was just, you know, a lot. I mean, luckily I had the savings that I was okay, but I mean, gosh, I, I think that I pretty much evened out in the month of February, I believe, you know, it was not yeah, like, broke even. right. I was not like profiting and stuff, but then, you no, know, that was a time where I had some people booked out and I had, when I had came back, everyone was, you know, oh my gosh, it's the new year. I want to start skincare routine. So then I had like an influx of people wanting to come see me, whereas I had all these people booked like random spots, random places. Um, and so then I was like, okay, well, I also had told the girl that I was going to hire her, you know, my employee that I have now, I was like, I'm going to hire her. So I had to do that at the same time. And it was a lot. I mean, thinking back, I should have like spread out a little bit more, um, <laughs> but I was just so super excited. And I felt like at the time too, since I was not fully back to like my full strength, like I felt like I needed someone I needed, I needed yeah. help, you know and it couldn't just be me or I was gonna have these clients be just waiting and waiting and waiting you know so yeah, yeah. so then you hired um your employee's name again what's her name Hagen Hagen mm-hmm. you hired Hagen mid-February and then how long after she started did she start taking clients on her own I think it was a little bit slow because I didn't know how to figure out all that stuff I would say April May okay um, I, I took about three good months to train her um, okay. and have her shadow me. And at the same time, I mean, she was also my, I initially hired her as like my assistant slash like part-time employee. Okay. So she could learn while also helping me do, you know, miscellaneous stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I would say about three months, I think that I would have gone a little bit deeper at the beginning than when I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but her, a lot of her shadowing, I had her do models. I had her work on some of my clients and I had her do the face reality course. I think in April or May, I cannot remember. Okay. But I had her do that. Um, and we kind of went over stuff. She had questions, but I would say like April or May. Okay. Just started taking clients on her own. So. And how's that been? Has she been able to book? Cause I know it's always, sl- it can be slow when you hire someone for them to book. Cause your clients can be like unsure of a new right. person. Right. So at the time I was not taking clients at all, like zero, I was just not having it. I would, I just, you know, said, if you want to see another acting specialist, well, here you go. Like she's trained under me. Um, I 
um, trust her with my own skin. Like, you know, I wouldn't just trust anyone with my skin and, and then obviously with my client's skin. Um, and so I'm always also had said that I'm also in the building when she is. So if she needs questions or if you have questions about something that I can also help with, you know, um, there's a lot of, you know, holding hands when we do train employees and she's very patient with me so she's my first employee I told her up front this is very new to me so if you if I'm doing something really out, out of the ordinary please tell me you know a lot of just open communication between us so we, we didn't you know have any problems with like oh you told me to do this but I said I know I don't we never really had that you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. communication I was like that from the get-go that was something I was I had put into um I don't know Place. Yes, friend of place. Sorry, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> In the beginning, uh, just so that there was no like arguing or problems or you yeah. know what I'm saying. So yeah, and but you could have done that, and she could have been a nightmare, and you would have had any control over that. You just happened to get yes. a good one too, right? Right. And she like respected me, and she still does. Um, we became really good friends too, and I mean, uh, we have a lot of things in common actually. So it's really funny. Um. But she like knows how I work and how I'm a little haphazard sometimes, but she's very organized in some ways that I'm not. So that really do- does help. Um, she's She'll like do things that I necessarily will put off, you know, and she's like, okay, we'll do this right now. And I'm like, we're going to do this right now. And she's like, we're going to do this right now. And I was like, okay, let's do this right now. Um, uh, but she's been really good. I think the beginning was very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say that the economic status of when I hired her was a little not in the best time just because in the summer I felt like it got really hard for people to come um even to me um because money-wise you know um and so summer was hard for both of us um I was gone a lot I didn't realize how much I had been gone but I had all these things planned since last year just because I mean we didn't travel at all last year and so it was all this stuff all this time off and so it was a big challenge because I was like okay well I'm going to be gone for two weeks you have to do this all by yourself here's a key to your room there you go you know if if you have questions I mean I can only answer them sometimes I'm in a different country you know um so I put a lot of trust in her at the beginning but I had that full trust in her already just because she had never done me wrong I know that she has good like good morals and uh, stuff like that um, she's been great I mean I'm definitely blessed to have her because we it's just been really great I mean especially recently I mean she's kind of blown up a little bit and I'm so excited for her we did submit her um one of her clients before and afters for the fish Valley expert of the year because oh my gosh like blown away by her results with one of her clients like blown away so wow. Wow. Yeah, so it's been really great. It's gotten a lot more busy. She's really trying her hardest because she wants to get really booked because she does want to go on her own. We have discussed that and I'm fine with that. Um, because I mean that's kind of ultimate. I'm a stepping stone right now. I'm not I, I think we did talk about how I wanted like a full-fledged, you know, employees. And I'm not sure if I want that yet. So yeah. I'm kind of working through that. Um, but I mean, if she follows me and she's still with me, like I'm so happy that she is. But if she is wants to go on her own, that's super, super cool for her as well. So Wow. And so you said when she first started, were you no longer taking clients for a while and just like they had to see her? Is that what you were saying? Yes. So I pretty much put my foot down and I said, I I trained her. I was like, I trained her. I'm still in the building. I'm not like disappearing, but she's also an esthetician. We've gone over all this stuff in the last, you know, three, four months. Um, It was kind of a crash course, but I did also tell, I mean, I do also explain like, I didn't have that 
you know, luxury to get to learn all this information, you know, yeah. when I first started working. And so I, I would tell all the people that would want to see me, but not her. I'm like, okay, well, you can, you can be on my wait list, but I mean, it's going to be months until I can see you. Yeah. So if you have a deadline, it's going to be hard. So, you know, and, but it eventually started as we got results with her, kind of like it is with every esthetician. Like once you get results and people see those results, they want that, they want to see you. Yeah. So it did take a little bit of time. I would say in June is what kind of, so hers is a little shorter than mine, a lot shorter than mine. So started taking clients in like April, May. Well, in June, she started getting bookings. Wow. So it was very, it was very slow, you know? Um, but now, I mean, she, I mean, this week, I mean, she's really booked this week. So it's, it's really good. It's, you know, week to week, but still it's, she's still, she's everyone that's like rebooking most for the most part. So that's really good. So, and I'm very Great. proud of her. She's been marketing herself as well. So that's been helping a lot as well. I love that. Um, okay. So let's talk about money. Yes. <laughs> Last year you were very close to hitting hundred K if I remember correctly. Right. right. Yes. Like yes. really close. Yes. And then this, and you were like, I remember when we worked together. So like, when did we work together? Was it like September, October? It was like in the summer. It was in the summer. Tran- transitioning to fall, I believe. It was, it okay. sept- I think it might've been like September. September? It was August, like August, September. September. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I don't know if I'll ever do a hundred K. I was like, um, that sounds like a lot of money. I could never do that. Um, self-defeating, you know, you know, that's how I was at the beginning. Yeah. You, so, I mean, it was so funny for the listener. It was like, you just like, didn't think it was possible, even though you like almost were there. Right. And, and it was just so crazy to me. Cause I was like, but if we look at the numbers, you're not that far away. No, no. I mean, it, it was crazy. I was not expecting that, you know? Yeah. I mean, so. so then, so how has that been? So you hit, I already, you've already hit hundred K this year. Yes. Yes. Um, so you're over hundred K. How does that feel? Surreal. I mean, I do think though, the first like quarter of the year kind of, even though, you know, I didn't work for like the entire month of January. Um, I remember like the, getting the first quarter back and I only worked, you know, one and a half months. I sat there and I was like, I can do this. I just sat there and I was like, I can do this. And I was so excited. And I, you know, I really worked my butt off to, to do what I was doing, but at the same time, and it would, it was what I was doing last year. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. And so, I mean, it was just crazy. That was, I remember, I think I, I should have messaged you, but I just remember like sitting there looking at my like statistics on my phone and stuff, stuff like that. And I was sat there and I was just like, wow. It's crazy, you know. So you saw your numbers from your first quarter, which you know you didn't work that much because you were hurt, and you realized from those numbers you could do it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you do anything different this year than last year? Like you I were mean, saying, not really. Besides, you hired someone, but you would have hit it without right. hiring her. Right. I mean, I think my confidence changed a lot. Changed a lot, especially after our course that we mm-hmm. that I took with you. I mean, just my confidence in myself that I am truly trying my best here, that I truly do want to help many people that are struggling with acne. Um, I don't take things as personally anymore when it comes to uh, clients, you know, quitting or, you know, me having to have like the talk with them about how you're not doing your part. I mean, just a lot of more, I would say it's like self-confidence in myself, my business, um, and knowing that I'm the professional in the situation, that I am yes the superior in the situation as well that I I know what I'm talking about you know um 
and at the end of the, at the end of the day it is like their decision but I also really instill in them that I truly want to help that I truly spend time outside of outside of you know just doing treatments to help them with their acne and yeah do more research about certain things to really help them and so I think that helped but I guess overall confidence is different than last year for sure yeah I mean I think confidence like you believed it was possible right so that Mm -hmm. it became possible like last year you didn't believe it was possible so like it could have happened still but you like did your belief changed right because I was like oh I can't do that that's next year that's like so close you know I that's kind of how we're talking to you and I was like oh I've made no money this year and you were like huh I'm (laughs) talking to you you know after December when I was I think I talked to you a little bit about it when I was like hurt and stuff and you're like, Sophie, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I still have really big goals. Um, yeah, what's, what are your next goals? Um, I still do want to open a storefront. Um, okay. I still think that'd be great. Um, I've thought still about, you know, hiring other like a team of estheticians uh-huh. um, or even if I don't do that, you know, just kind of advancing myself in aesthetics more, you know, for my business just Mm -hmm. to do other courses to maybe to get some like equipment Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure where I want to go um quite yet but I have a lot of goals still I think my next goal would be to open a storefront I believe um and I've talked to some people already about that so it's exciting so exciting (laughs) yes yes I just have lots of things in the cards that are like in play right now and so I just um I don't know it's kind of how, how the cookie crumbles we'll see we'll see where it goes next but I mean I, I still have big plans so I love that and you know I, I know that like from when we work together one of the things that you learn because I know you've told me multiple times is like you've learned that like you can figure anything out right like you have the reason like you figured out how to keep your business open after you broke your arm and then was super sick, but like it's all these horrible things that were completely out of your control, your business stayed open. You were still able to help your clients with product and you still did over hundred K and hired an employee all in that same year. Right. It's so like crazy, mm-hmm. whatever happens, like you may open a storefront and some part of it doesn't work out or like whatever, but you, you'll always be able to figure it out. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, you think that you're like, oh, things are going to get easier, then I'll figure it out, you know, but that's just like not how life is. I mean, that's, and that sounds like harsh, but it's not, I mean, you, yeah. can, get, you, know, you can break your arm, you can break your arm the next day, you know, and not work. And so, I mean, you just have, to, you do have to figure it out. And I mean, you know, scary, crazy stuff happens, but I mean, I, yeah. I always think that it will pass, like things will, like bad things or crazy stuff will pass and you'll get through it. But I like to be very positive about stuff like that. And so, yeah. I knew that my arm was not going to be broken forever, you know, but, you know, I was excited to get back to my business. I think that was a good thing that came out of that was I was excited to get back to my business because I think at the time before I broke my arm, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work tomorrow. Like, I want to go to work tomorrow. Um, because it became definitely a job and I, I did, I do love this industry and like what I do because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to feel like a job. I mean, obviously, yeah. yes. I mean, there are definitely parts that feel like a job. Sure. But I mean, I think the clients and the results are, make it worth it, you know? Yeah, totally. So you, like, that's what you said is, is so true. And I remember we talked about this a lot too, is that like, you thought that like, if you got to whatever, making a hundred K within your, it would just be so easy all the time. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, after I hit that, my life, my life is going to be solved. My problems are going to be solved. 
Yeah. Things are going to get easy. Easy. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know why that we, we also, I feel like we all have this mentality too, that things are going to get easier, but I mean, that's just not really how it is. I mean, I, gosh, I could tell myself at 19 that things are only going to get harder. I mean, (laughs) you know, uh, but I I mean, mean, in some ways things get easier. You don't right. have to, you don't have to market to get clients for yourself like you used to. So that okay. is easier. Right. But there's parts of your business that are, that are harder that you didn't have to deal with before, mm-hmm. you know? And so like exactly. the, there's the, the ease and not having to like really think about anything in your business that doesn't ever go away, especially if you want to continue to grow your business and make more money and help more people. It, it you're always, as long as you're pushing yourself to the next level, you're always going to have hard things that you have to figure right. out. Right. And it might, it might get easy if you're happy at like where you are, you know, but I do think that I like to, I like to do more, you know, yeah. I feel like I want to do more, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, there's always yeah. obviously a cap off at some point, um, potentially, but I mean, I want to grow and continue to grow. So yeah. And I think that's the human brain is like you, we, we always think that when we get to some place, we'll be happy, but we I, like most people get to that place and they want to keep rarely they're like I'm good this is fine like that people do get there I know but I think especially if you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business like your brain just doesn't work that way no I mean and it's funny I never thought of myself as doing something like this ever like yeah ever my entire life I always I feel like have the mentality of someone needs to hold my hand you know I don't I don't want and I never at the at the time wanted something like this but it's just something now that I just want I think it's so exciting and it's just crazy about how much stuff we can do with our license and like this industry and just stuff like that. It's just the most crazy thing to me, honestly. And it just intrigues me. I think all the time, like I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to do this. Like I have all these different things. Obviously you can't do all things, but I mean, I can, I guess you can. I mean, I cannot say <laughs> you cannot, but um, you know, there are some things that I'm like, yes, I want that goal for my business, you know? So. Well, I can't wait to see what's next, Sophie. No, I will share with you when that comes for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For the listener, I DM'd you. I don't know. This is, this is my pattern is I DM someone and ask them to be my podcast. And then like, I won't book you to be my podcast for like weeks, if not months later, because I'm so distracted with my life hey. and clients. <laughs> no, I totally get that. That's fine. But I had DM'd you because all of a sudden it like, it occurred to me, this must've been, it must've been in November. And I was like, I Sophie's hit hundred K. Like it just like, I was like, I bet she has. And I DM'd you and you're like, let me check. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't know. Like, uh, I have not looked. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, you don't know? And you're like, no, I don't, I don't look. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. I don't know. I don't, I guess part of me doesn't want to look. Yeah. I don't want to feel disappointed. Right. Disappointed or like. I don't know. I'm not someone that I like to really toot my own horn. Like sometimes my business, like I do, you know, but I'm not someone that's like, look at me. I made all this money, but yeah. I'm, I'm in reality. I mean, you know how business owning is. You don't make all that money, you, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, I do remember like knowing I was on the right track before you had told me, but I think I, again, I was scared to look, I was scared to be disappointed. You know, I think we talked about the word scared a lot when we, when we, um, did not, but I think part of me wanted to wait just to maybe have a big surprise at the end. I, yeah. I like surprises. And so I was like, I'm going to just wait. Um, and then I, when I looked, I just sat there and I was like, I made more than I thought I did. Like, you know, I, I, 
I was, it was crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It was just, I was sitting there and just looking at my computer and I was like, what the heck? It's <laughs> crazy. Well, just because I mean, I, you know, followed estheticians like you and then just some other ones are like, yeah, I hit like 100K, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's one of my goals for sure. And then I remember you asking me and I was like, hmm, hmm. Just funny. I don't know. Well, it's so funny because, like, so many of my clients, especially my newer, newer ish clients, they are like, I'll never hit another K. And they aren't that far away. I tell them the same thing that I told you. Like, you're really not that far away. If you just do a little bit more here, a little bit more there, you will make it that money. Um, and I do appreciate you sharing that with us because I know it's not naturally something you want to share is like talking about money and it's like not your personality, um, but I think it's important as women business owners, especially like in the esthetician community when like historically, like making money was like, is, is kind of frowned upon, you know, like, and so I think we really need to change that. Like you can help people and make money. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. Exactly. No, I agree. Well, and gosh, I mean, I think we did talk about this when I first started that a lot of people, when I told them after, you know, that I was quitting going to my like university school that I was doing cosmetology, I mean, tech cosmetology school, because who was going to know what an esthetician was? I mean, that's just kind of, you know, wording, but I was like, I'm going to cosmetology school. Like I'm super excited. And they were like, oh, good luck with that. Like, you're going to make yeah. no money. Like you're going to fail. You know, I got all that. And I got, Oh, like, are you, are you sure you want to do that? Are you going to go back to college at some point? Are you sure you don't want to go back to college at some point? And it's just crazy. Like, I mean, I love my parents, but even my, my parents, my parents were like, Oh, do you want to go back to school soon? You know, after I'd done cosmetology school, but now they're like, you don't need to go back to school. Like, I mean, now they're all about trades. It's just funny. Like, I think that that's where it kind of is, is trades right now. Um, yeah. doing like trade schools, but I mean, I, I do, and also being a woman and like, you know, succeeding in stuff like this, is just like crazy, you know, cause you're thinking, oh, like, I mean, traditionally it's like the man has to make all the money and stuff like that. Um, but it is very empowering as a woman to say, I have done this. I've reached this goal and I'm not done yet. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best place to end the podcast because and, and, and also I would say hundred K is not much money, right? Would you say it's not that much I mean, money? Yeah. Now? If you think about it and like the, definitely. Yeah. But like how, considering what you did, it wasn't like you did all of this stuff to make a hundred. You were just like helping your people. Right. And that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to help people. I mean, I still have moments where I think we all do, but I remind myself, I mean, like skin is difficult. Yeah. It is very difficult. Um, I mean, customer service is hard too. I mean, but at the end of the day, you're, you're doing your best. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's, what keeps me going every day I mean I told my employee because I mean we had a a client of ours you know um not ours but hers um recently just like ghost us like quit their program and she was like what did I do wrong like you know what happened but then we both came to the realization I mean she wasn't in it and like it's okay it's not your fault you're trying your best maybe she wants to come back lady later maybe it was a financial thing for the client you know you never know but you you can't take it personally you know so I love that. Thank you so much, Sophie. I know you, gosh, you've helped me so much. I'm forever grateful. I, my mom talks about you all the time too. She's like, she's helped you so much. And I was like, I know I love her. She's the best. <laughs> wow. That was, that's, I just needed to hear that today. Thank you so much for saying yes, that. <laughs> yes. I mean, you truly helped me so much, like truly like I, forever. 
<laughs> I don't think I could pay you back. I'm getting emotional about it, but <laughs> no, you're like getting emotional. You're making me cry. <laughs> so sweet. I, I mean, such a, such an honor to work with you and to see your business grow and you would have done it without me. So I'm just so happy you did. Well, I thank you for all the guidance. I mean, gosh, all the people listening, go to go see Brittany. <laughs> Do it. It's worth it. I was, I was so, you know, scared. The word, the word scared. We talked about a lot during our, our sessions, but gosh, go for it. Do it. It is the most helpful thing. I, gosh, it is the best. So thank you. Thank you, Sophie. And thank you. I know a lot of people are going to love this episode because you were so honest and you're so beloved in the community of estheticians. So they will all really, they will love hearing your story and the things that you struggled with. Cause I think people see you a lot and they think Sophie's, it's really easy. So they'll see like, you're actually a human that has like normal things happen, you know, it's not right. just like you just woke up and opened a business and it was just like, do, 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 do. right. Right. Like I just did this so fast. It was so easy. You know, <laughs> so no, no. Yeah. gosh, I wish that's how it was. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Definitely not. Gosh. And- thank you so much for having me on here. This is crazy. It's like a full circle moment for sure. I remember us talking about this like over a year ago, but you know, we're here. I remember saying, I'm going to have you on my podcast next year. And you were like, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have you and I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Yes. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you are an acne specialist and you don't feel confident treating acne, you don't feel confident talking to new clients about the program, about how the products work, how to become compliant and, and change their lifestyle and diet, then you need to join the Confident Acne Specialist Group Coaching Program that I offer. It's an eight-week group coaching program where there's a new topic every week that you learn. And then we have a Zoom group coaching call where we really go over the emotional side of being a business owner that people find so, so challenging, especially when you're new. We talk about consultations, client compliance, marketing, client boundaries, client retention, rebound acne, time management, business systems, and pricing. It's an eight-week group coaching program, and by the end of the eight weeks, I guarantee that you will be so much more confident in treating acne and your abilities as an esthetician. So if you're interested, you can go to theestheticiancoach.com forward slash group coaching. I can't wait to see you there.